morning and welcome to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent Tony Taylor. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning in South Florida. It is the 23rd of June. We're two days away from the draft and we have a whole bunch of things that we got to get into today. And man, can I, I have to stop telling you that I wanted to get these things out to you a lot sooner because <laughs> I really did. I wanted to get this out to you a couple days ago, but things happened. So, can I tell you that? Like I said, this is kind of special. We're going to do this today on my ride to work. So, we only have about a good 20 minutes of this. And like I said, there's so many things I want to talk about. I mean, because there's so many things that we get to talk about since the last time I spoke to you. We get to talk about golf. Right, we get to talk a little bit about basketball. We get to talk a little bit about some MMA. You know, we get to talk about boxing. You know, if I get to it, we get to talk about the fact that I think there's a star in New York that needs to go. You know, <laughs> you know, we get, you know, we get to mention a little bit of soccer. You know, I get some local news in there. It's, you know, fortunately, you know, I get, I get a little some some remorseful stuff, some exciting stuff, some stuff that hopefully you like. So. I do have to get to work. And since I am going to go about talking about getting to work, I'm going to talk about a guy that is no longer able to work with his current organization. And I'm going to say, basically, this is a basketball lead-off because I love basketball. So we're going to lead off with basketball. We're probably going to end with basketball. I'm about to hit my garbage can. <laughs> so Danny Ferry, right? And I really want to open to this because of the fact that, like, I don't know if you guys know this, right? If this is the first one you're listening to, thank you for listening. If not the first one you listen to, then maybe you've caught the fact that I am an Army veteran. So in the course of me being in the Army, I've traveled all over the place. You know, I've lived in North Carolina, South Carolina, Indianapolis, um, or Indiana, in, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, I've lived in Germany. You know, I spent some time in Israel. You know, visited all kinds of places. You know, Italy, Greece. You know, so I've, I've been a lot of places. Fortunately, also as well, I've also played basketball in a lot of those same places. So, I'm going to say this. Danny Ferry is being, has been found, I guess, not guilty, whatever kind of thing, for his racial insensitive comments. Racially insensitive comments to Luol Deng. And I don't even think that they're racially insensitive, but I just think that we just associate color by color so much sometimes in our comparison to one another. You know, so Danny Ferries came out and said that Luol Dang's game is kind of African, right? <laughs> Which, <laughs> it sounds kind of offensive. And, and I guess maybe that's what happened here, is that they looked at it and it was like, you know what? This sounds kind of offensive. So. Like, we don't have no real beef with you, but <laughs> we're gonna have to just let you go just because of public faith, because we live in, because we're also the organization that represents the Chocolate City, you know? So, they let, so it's, it's, I guess I'm saying it's more of a PR move, as, as probably already witnessed 8 billion times already in the sports industry that we also love. But, so, I've played against European players. I you know I've played in Israel. I've played in I've played in Germany, and when you play in Germany, Germany has also a kind of melting pot kind of kind of atmosphere to it. You know, yeah, I was stationed in Darmstadt, Germany. Yes, <laughs> and so 
you get a lot there are a lot of Africans in Germany like they come and I guess that's the, the place that they migrate to like there's Eritreans there you know so there's there's a good mixture of people so when you go out to the local basketball courts this is what you get because I'm gonna tell you this and, and I guess let me start off with this I don't find Danny Ferry calling Luau Dang's game any more offensive than saying that than if somebody was scouting Dirk Nowitzki or even Steve Nash and you said that oh his game is kind of European and you know what's funny if he had said his game was kind of European it would have made sense to all of us and nobody would have been offended <laughs> but he said it's kind of African and maybe because of that uh, and I'm not forgetting all the other stuff behind it about when he says oh it's kind of like like the fake stores you know you, you look it looks like a store but then when you go like it's really not you know it's, it's, it's really something else well that made sense to me <laughs> because you have to understand if one of the things that we hear about European ball and this is gonna be even said for Africa and for a lot of other places outside of America if you ever take your head out of the clouds and go see what what happens over there it's part of the reason why we've had to change up the way we even we've even formatted our our USA team because of how fundamentally sound the European game is and why we always look at a European guy that's coming out from overseas with barely having any team and being able to say oh yeah he's definitely comparable and usually his overall base skill set on fundamentals is usually so set that it allows him to catch up with the physical you know or even stay ahead of the people that need to catch up with the physical part the physical part of the game that they have to rely so much on like <laughs> I told you right this is gonna be a rant all day long like, like this is gonna be one of those really crazy moments but yeah I've played against them I've played against Europeans I've played against Africans like straight like from Africa, Africa, like three months ago, Africa, I was playing on dirt, you know what I mean? Three months ago, African, Africa, <laughs> you know? And when you play against them, it is, like you can't play street ball against them. American street ball is very flashy. Like, like we're one-on-one -on -one people. We don't believe a lot in the pick and roll game. Like, like it's, 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 like, come on now, we play a game called 21 consistently, where all we do is try to take each other off the dribble. You know what I mean? Score one-on-one. -on -one. Take on a whole group of people. Eight men, nine men, ten people. Twenty-one. This is what we played. Growing up as a kid. I know you played it. I know we played it. I played it. Right? Also on top of it. So, like I said, when you play ball against them, but so when you play ball against them, you have to have your, your, your ish together. Like, put it this way. We had a squad that we used to play with, right? Shout out to my homeboy Rolock on this one. Shout out to my homeboy Dowers on this one. Shout out to one of my homeboys Palmer on this one. You know, like the, we had a squad that we used to play with all, all the time. You know, play, 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 play all the time. And not for nothing, we were pretty decent. Like I've played basketball on any given chance I can get. Like whether I needed to try out for high school, whether I wanted to try out for, you know, whether I want to go try out for, actually I don't think I've ever tried out for, a, um, <laughs> just like a regular community team. But I have tried out for my, I've, I've played for my, my, my post team, I've played for my unit teams, you know, so I'm always in, in, the, in the muck of things. Even when I used to have my, even my knee surgery, you know, my relief was going to a local basketball court, you know, that was in my complex, and that's how I kept myself semi in shape. I was able to at least hobble up and, up and down there while I couldn't leave my house for three weeks, you know? Or for however long, I, remember, I can't remember how long my recovery was, but it was for a while, you know, and 
for a part of that time, you know, like you start to lose it. Man, you know, you just want to get out the house. So that's what I did. Went to the basketball court and just hobbled my way on there. So, you know, I'm going to get sidetracked. And we ain't going to get to half of the content that we need to, but we're going to see what happens. Man, like I said, I really, like I said, this is going to be kind of rushed, and I apologize. <laughs> but I really wanted to get to work a little bit earlier. Again, this on my way to work because I wanted to get, I have an appointment to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting that's down here in South Florida. And so I, I, I didn't want to be on that road, right around rush hour traffic, but, you know, things happen. <laughs> and you got to adjust. I'm not necessarily late. I'm less late than I would like, I would personally like to be. Which means that ultimately you get cheated. So, back to what I was saying. If you play against them, and I mean, like, we we thought we had a very good squad, pretty good squad. We've beaten most of anybody that's come on our come on our base and talking about they wanted to challenge us, like easily, you know. So we go and we go to the local park. Like, and, and this is after a while too. Like we had this is like the first time we have done this. I'm actually talking about, you know. And you're playing against a bunch of random people. <laughs> well, who we probably think is random people because who knows what kind of squad they have while they're selecting their teams as we come there with our own team. You know. So we go and we play them, and there's one thing that's definitely evident about their game is that they all were playing together. Like, while we thought we were playing together, they definitely were playing together. You know what I mean? Like, their, their pick and rolls were were crisp. You know, their, their passing, their bounce passes were crisp. You know, their their form on their jump shots, you know, were, were flawless. You know, and you know that these were regular people because, like I said, at the same time, these guys are no taller than us. And... Not for nothing, I'm only 5'7". You know, the tallest guy on my team at the time, I think probably was Rolock, and I don't think Rolock is any taller than 6'3". And I'm and if, I, and if he's 6'3", I'm giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, these are just your regular kids. You know what I mean? Like, your regular teenagers. Like, because at the time, you talk about my early, my early 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still, I'm still 20, 21, 22, 23. You know, probably 22, probably not 23. So, yeah, when I heard that Luau Deng's game was kind of African, it made sense to me. It said to me that, oh, he looks like he's like this flashy guy. You know, the window, now we're dressing, the window dressing thing. You know, like, oh, he's this flashy guy that, you know, or, or you know, he's the store that you think is a store, but he's not really a store. Well, people may look at him because he's African-American probably and think that, oh, we got this really athletic African-American guy. He's probably really flashy, flies through the hoop, does all this crazy stuff. Nope, was not him. You probably expected Tracy McGrady, and you did not get Tracy McGrady. You got more Tayshawn Prison, you got Tracy McGrady. And they weren't expecting that. Window dressing. <laughs> they said his game was kind of African. It was a compliment to his game based off of the style of play that American youths play today or played back then, even when he came out. It said to me that he had a fundamentally sound portion to his game that you didn't have to worry about possibly building. But everybody else heard that. That was offensive. <laughs> hey, sometimes I just think that we just need to really understand because I don't even think, Luke, I don't even think, and I don't, I don't know if Danny Ferry really got the opportunity to defend himself, you know, very 
articulately or, or just really get into what he meant but when he said it, it, it like I said it, it like I said to some people and I could see where where the uh, oh, excuse me Whew. You apologize as I said I am driving this is the morning that was breakfast <laughs> that was a little bit of breakfast so I can see where the outrage may come from or the, or the cause of pause you know as everybody just raises that little eyebrows like what what did you just say but because yeah I did have to think about it and they said like whoa Danny Ferry said what and then as I sat back and thought about it and this wasn't like like, like I said as long as it's taking me to, to like finally address it I also only had a podcast for this long you know for so long but it's always been there lingering on my mind and this is hopefully, you know, one of those things I was going to probably give you like on a filler day, you know, when there wasn't so much stuff to talk about. But you know what? We get to talk about it today because it's worth mentioning to me that Danny Ferry, like, I really don't want him to get a bad rap for this if he really is the good guy that he is. And if it really was as harmless as a comment as it was, because I didn't see it that harmless. Granted, I'm not the most sensitive person in the world to things, you know, like part of part of my makeup unfortunately is that you know like I'm from Brooklyn <laughs> but you know I, I went into the army right out of high school so you know they helped really mold whatever little foundation that Brooklyn had but I joined the army from South Florida because that's where I finished out them my last two years of high school you know so this is this is weirdness like I, I don't see the sensitivity that everybody else has you know because if we're gonna talk about people that, I guess, should be suspended or were suspended, what about these LSU players, right? Did, I don't know if anybody caught this, and I didn't hear much about it because when I, I think when I caught this was, like I said, I've been loving because I was supposed to get this out to you yesterday. <laughs> I'm gonna stop telling you guys this. I'm gonna stop saying this. I'm gonna stop saying that. It's the last time you're gonna hear me say that. I was supposed to get this out to you guys yesterday. Man, we about to hit this turnpike. <laughs> we only got like about 10 more minutes. We're gonna see where we at with this. All right, but we're talking about quarterback Anthony Jennings. We're talking about defensive lineman Marquidius Bain. We're talking about defensive back Dwayne Thompson. You know they're being arrested for for breaking and entering. And then we have a defensive tackle, sorry, by the name of Troy. Woo, Leila <laughs> Manatafu. I don't know what his name is, right? But he has robbery and battery. You know so. Those guys get suspended, and I kind of just hear just kind of just fly by underneath the radar. But those guys deserve to be suspended. You know, like what they did were actually crimes. You know, what Danny Ferry just did was was really just an ill-placed comment. So, like I said, I don't think he has, and I'm just kind of here saying like I really hope he doesn't anymore because you know he didn't do much wrong. Like these guys broke a crime, and. You know, they should be paying for it. And talking about crimes, I should say crimes, but just college players that just couldn't get out of their own way and save their lives. Did you hear about <laughs> how Johnny Manziel is gonna lose the money side? Like, listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm a big Johnny Manziel fan, right? But what I am gonna say is that I am gonna miss that money side. Is 
a starting quarterback in Johnny Manziel, and there is a guy that can be successful, you know, named Johnny Manziel that's in this league. I don't know if stripping this guy down of his whole fire is going to be the way to do it because, listen, there's one thing we didn't know about Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel played with passion. More than any, anything else, you know, when he was good, he was good. And when he was great, he was, he was, playing, he was passionate about it. You know, he was, he was puffing out his chest and he was throwing up the money sign. So while it's great to hear that this money sign is gone, I'm just hoping that that passion that he has for that game doesn't go because, you know, I would like to see this celebrated a little. <laughs> I, would, I would like to see him celebrated a little. You know, he's not really just a, he's not really a bad guy. Like, he's just a football player that happens. Sorry, my traffic is slowing down. <laughs> I told you, this, this is going to be weird for me and weird for y'all because I don't know what kind of service you guys are going to get from me today. But he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that really should be paying the price for having passion. You know, so I'm hoping more than anything that if that money sign goes away, that something else like surfaces. You know, something else that says, you know what, this is the new Johnny Manziel and I'm going to shove this in your face. Nah, take this world. <laughs> you know, because like to see that because he like I said plus he moves the needle let's not get it twisted Johnny Manziel moves the needle people want to see what Johnny Manziel is doing and I'm one of them I want to see what happens to Johnny Manziel so talking about of celebrating people and celebrating life so can I say this past weekend right I celebrated a couple of birthdays so I want to take this time out to say happy birthday to my homegirl Rachel Perry it was her birthday on Friday she's another old army buddy of mine right not only was it her birthday but her boyfriend became her fiance yes he put a ring on it <laughs> so kudos to my dude and congratulations to my homegirl man like I've never met her boyfriend yet but I'm hoping that one day I really get the opportunity to you know like hopefully like even that even through this you know that it awards me the opportunity to possibly get out to her and really give her the love that I I, I intuitively have for her. <laughs> and my other homegirl down here, which I find really odd that I happen to have a lot of friends that are in the, that that I knew from the army, and a lot of people that I know now that both share us the same birthday, right? So I'm also gonna take this time to say happy birthday to my homegirl Natalie Cologne. It was also her birthday on Friday, and that's where you had me at on Friday when I was out there celebrating, acting a fool, when I witnessed and <laughs> through the music, through the cigarette smoke, through <laughs> all of the haze, Kimbo Slice knocks out Ken Shamrock in the first round of an MMA fight. I Almost lost it. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. I'm part of this laughter is because I, I, it helps, I'm, I'm remembering me at that time. And man, when I say that was probably the last thing I thought I was going to see, that was absolutely the last thing I thought I was going to see was. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh man, that is too funny. And the bad thing about it, if I remember correctly, because I haven't, and it's really bad, like I haven't rewatched it, right? But I don't want to talk about it as if I remember like it was yesterday. But um, Ken Shamrock was dominating that fight early. Hey, yo, Kimbo was in trouble, and not for nothing. Like I said, this, this is this is part this is part of the part this is a this is part of the segment, <laughs> a part of the podcast that I'm actually happy to even to really mention because it's local news for me, and it's even kind of personal because I've met Kimbo Slice, like I've met Kimbo Slice at my local watering hole. Like Kimbo Slice is a very good humble dude. Like he walked like he walked into the to the bar we was at, and what was this one? It was at Roy's bar. They they closed down now, but I think they're about to reopen under a new name. But yeah, but he came down one day. And we were like, we were in this corner. It was probably about like 15 of us in this corner. And he came and he knew one of my, he knew one of my cousins. I, you know, it's kind of second removed cousin, but she's so damn close to me. But that family, the Mejia family, is so close to me that anybody in their family to me is, is like brothers, sisters, or cousins. You know, nieces and nephews, aunts and uncles. You know, abuelas and abuelos. You know, it's 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 really like that. Primos and my primas. You know, my tios and my tias. You know, so we're over there. And he comes in and he recognizes, like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we start talking. You know, that wasn't his voice, that was hers. <laughs> but you know, we talk, and he was like, hey, this whole little section over here, what, you know, whatever they're drinking, get him a shot. And, oh my God, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize for the pause. I did tell you that I am driving to work, right? Okay. Okay, so this is now becoming a habit where somebody is now taking my spot. Like, I am not down with this. I am not cool with this. Like, I'm kind of pissed off. But I ain't gonna let this get me down because we have to kind of finish up here soon. So, yeah, man, to see Kimbo. Oh, no, it's a motorcycle over there. Ah! <laughs> So the keys see Kimbo Slice knocked this guy out, like Ken Shamrock, and we don't know Ken Shamrock. You know Ken Shamrock, you know, and, and his brother, at one point in time were the dominant figures in MMA. You know, they so to even do that as Ken Sham as as Kimbo Slice is really just a street fighter. You know that took up MMA and became an MMA fighter. Not not be saying that he didn't work hard for it, but. You know his pop, his 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 street fighting underground tapes popularity helped push him into the MMA market, where they bought into him as not only a fighter but as also a talent as a product. You know, and I said Ken Shamrock was was legit, a legit fighter. Granted, he may not have fought in God knows how long, and this may have really just been one of those fights. <laughs> Just to say we had a fight like that, Rocky versus versus Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, or whatever it was, you know, movie. Where you finally see those two guys fighting. But Ken Shamrock said it. Wow. Wow. I, I was surprised to really see him flat on his face. But even with talking about these wrestlers, and yes, I am at work, we're just sitting in the park a lot. While we're on the while we're kind of talking about fighting and wrestlers, I just want to take this time to do a quick moment of silence. Um, because I haven't had the opportunity to do this, and I and I didn't know why, 
I didn't mention it before, and I was talking to myself earlier. Like, and I, I believe me, if, if I read this, when like, hey, did he just say he was talking to himself? Yes, I I talk to myself a lot because I bounce a lot of stuff off myself. That's all I really have. It's it's me thinking out loud, basically. But I was talking to myself, and I was wondering, like, huh? We hadn't mentioned anything about wrestling. And I was wondering why we haven't mentioned anything about wrestling. And in this particular case, like I actually, I really don't care what people think about about wrestling. Wrestling is sports entertainment, which means it's a part of sports. I'm gonna talk about it because it entertains me. Like out of all the things that are not real, and that people watch on a regular basis, like people are engulfed in Game of Thrones. People learn how to speak Dothraki for God's sakes and and Klingon, and <laughs> you're mad at wrestling. <laughs> where at least these guys actually actually have the real opportunity of getting injured from their sports entertainment. That's part of the reason why you buy into it, you know. But I want to, you know, rest in peace to Dusty Rhodes. You know, he died on June 11th. You know, and like I said, regardless of what you want to say about wrestling, thing, you know, he was a father. He left by he left children. He left grandchildren. He left memories. He was a champion. He was. The heart and soul of wrestling for a time period. So, if in his passing, he takes a lot of mem. You know, he there's a lot of memory of him with a lot of folks for a lot of different reasons. And for that, we are going to give him his homage, his respect today on this show. Granted, it may be 12 days later, but you know what? It happened. Yes, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I guess I, I really didn't know why I didn't. Ha- I haven't mentioned anything wrestling on here, and for more than anything, is that of course I'm not gonna mention like wrestling results and stuff like that, and I probably will just because yeah, it, it gets me. You know, like I, it's something I do find exciting, and if somebody gets, like I said, I do watch it for really what most people at this point watch it. They watch for how the story is gonna continue to play out. You know, within the battle for. You know, supremacy kind of thing. So, I probably will mention some things if it ever does mention me that. Oh shoot, they gave this guy. Uh, they decided to let this guy win this, which is now going to give him a push because I may not have seen him. You know, a guy in that light. But this is something unrelated. To, you know, this is something that's related to wrestling, but it's kind of unrelated to wrestling. It's completely unrelated to wrestling. It just happens to be given to a wrestler. So now I get to mention about wrestling. In this little sports topic, in <laughs> in another way, and Titus O'Neil won Celebrity Father of the Year award. So coming two days removed off the Father's Day, I find it very fitting to <laughs> get the opportunity to mention him on the show today. Yes, that's congratulating him for winning. The award of Celebrity Father of the Year. He is Titus Player. I mean, <laughs> Titus O'Neil, the tag team champion, or one half of the tag team champion of the Prom Tom Players. Prom Tom Players. Prom Tom Players. <laughs> yeah, I just did that. I'm not even really a fan of them like that, but. You know, you have to give people their respect where their respect is due. You know, so as listen, yes, as also, you know, he like he was he was in there with 
the likes of, who is he? David Beckham, if I'm not mistaken. Was Brad Pitt one of them? I can't remember if Brad Pitt was, was one of them, but I definitely know that David Beckham was also in there. And he beat out David Beckham. And <laughs> so, you know, kudos to him. Also, just talking about that, did you see, did, and this is just something that I just found like really cool that happened. Like, like the UFC was one of my one of my little cool things that I really saw that happen because I said it was local for me and I, I was able to witness it. This is also kind of local-ish for me because on top of everything that I told you, like I said, you know, the Brooklyn background, the Army background, living in South Florida, but my, both of my parents are from Jamaica, you know. I was even conceived in Jamaica, you know. I'm, yep, 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 my mom pulled one of those, got pregnant in foreign and flew here to have me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, what time is it? Yeah, we're gonna start walking soon. So did you see, like, and I, and I never heard of this guy before, so this is gonna really be a quick mention. Deshaun Brown from the, I guess, I guess the Jamaican soccer team, he went up to Messi after the game and got a self and took a selfie with him. Yeah. I, I thought I, I thought that was I thought that was really really interesting, <laughs> and like I said, that was pretty cool, and it gives me opportunity to mention soccer. Bam, one get that out of the way. I get to mention, you know, my 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 my, my parents' home country of Jamaica. Bam, we get that knocked out of the way. And the only thing left now to really talk about is is this basketball that's gonna go on, and we don't have a lot of time to talk about this basketball, so you may only get this in about two minutes, or you know what? Screw that. <laughs> What did I tell you earlier? That we actually, I'm going to tell you that there's a star in New York that needs to go. And we're going to talk about that on my next segment. We, you, I don't know if you're going to get a 2-4 or you're going to get a 3-4 today. But you're going to get a couple of different shows from me today. And I'm excited. Sorry, I'm all kinds of excited. I told you earlier today. I get to go to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting today and check them out. They have two locations, one in West Palm. There's a West Palm and one in Miami. I'm going to the one in Miami. <laughs> and I'm going to see what this is about because hopefully this helps propel me into, as you can see, this career that I am trying to trying to throw myself into. Listen, if there's anybody that wants to give an Army veteran a shot, you know, like, you talk, you talk about your truth. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go slightly off, top, off topic because... Like this is kind of emotional for me. Yeah, you guys talk about the troops and the stuff that you want to do for the troops all day, and and, and as much as as we don't look for any recognition of for what we do because, like, it's really like you, you really just go through the mental grind and you suck it up and you and you drive. But if anybody out there wants to help a troop out, y'all, <laughs> I am right here looking for an opportunity to break into this industry. <laughs> So with that said, later on today, you're going to get another special podcast. And we're definitely going to talk some basketball because, like I said, we have the playoffs. We have the, not the playoffs, but we have the NBA draft coming up. I want to break down a cut. I want to break down on who I think that the Knicks personally should go after. Because when I look at this free agency class, I don't see a lot that's there. But I do see some pieces that I do like. And we're going to talk New York basketball because, you know what? Some things need to change in New York, and we're going to go after it. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Mighty Sports Minute. Pretty sure I'm telling you right now, this is going to be changed to the talent show. I appreciate your time. Don't forget to check out my Facebook page, my Twitter page, MyT Sports. That's M-Y-T Sports. 
facebook.com not dot com but <laughs> at facebook we have the one at twitter and then i also have a blog mytsports.wordpress.com Woo! We out ya!